Hello and welcome to the Pod Blast. Hmm. Well, that eerie sound you hear, or don't hear, depending on your perspective, is the sound of a missing foul. Yes, foul's not uh, here to record today, and that's the reason why you're listening to the Pingdemic special. For he has been pinged, and rather harshly too, right where he doesn't need it. Foul has come into contact with two people that have tested positive for COVID, so he is now self-isolating. Luckily, we've planned for this, and now I'm able to bring to you this special episode. Briefly going through the history of the Shaw Brothers Studios, uh, the production company that made Return to the 36th Chamber, which we'll be watching next week instead. This special report was definitely not recorded in China before the pandemic and certainly does not include anyone that has anything to do with anybody that has had anything to do with the production of any Kung Fu movie ever. It is instead a stylized, pumped-up, mostly untrue account from somebody who doesn't exist beyond the shitty editing job I've made using out-of-context kung fu dialogue. So let us go now, via the use of your imagination, to China, and to my interview with Mr. Run Not Sure. Hello and welcome to this special pod blast where I'll be talking to Mr. Run Not Sure here in his Hong Kong home about the rise of Kung Fu in cinema. So first of all, uh, thank you, Mr. Run Not Sure, for welcoming me to your beautiful home. Uh, can I ask, do you live here alone? I live here with my sister. She's gone shopping. Right, okay. My sister said we'll teach you how to use it. How to use what? May I please ask your name, sir? Oh, oh yes, of course. Sorry, I'm Dave. Are you a friend of Charles? No. I emailed your agent and, and arranged the meeting through him. Uh, Mr. Ting? That's him. Yeah. I thought I could start talking about your early years, when your brother first acquired a cinema in Shanghai through bad debt. You plan well. Thank you. So this happened in, what, 1925, and straight away your brother wanted to produce movies. How long after he started making movies did you start to help? Two weeks, since I was six. Wow, that is young. I, I think I just played with Star Wars toys when I was six, you know, so to be helping out on a film set would have been a dream. I admire your spirit. I admire yours. It's the spirit that matters. For the next few years, your brother built more cinemas in order to distribute the films you were making uh, due to a consortium of movie producers trying to block you out of the business. Rebels, turncoats, traitors. Strong words, but I, I totally understand. But it did mean in 1937 your family owned around 139 cinemas and several theme parks. But of course, 1937 also brought the invasion of Shanghai from the Japanese. But no something like this was going to happen eventually because of the political climate. Your brother had already moved most of the production to Hong Kong. What was left was taken by the occupying forces and used to produce 
and, and show what Japanese propaganda. And they even turned one of your theme parks into a POW camp for Australian soldiers. Perfect. You also had the foresight to bury millions of dollars in assets, uh, gold, precious stones and cash in your back garden. And the whole time, the Japanese had orders to capture you and your brother, but you just stayed on the run. I don't care about orders. Uh, thankfully, because after the war, you were able to rebuild the family business, but this time from Hong Kong. Only you didn't go straight away. Instead, you helped produce movies for the Malay audiences once again. This was how the business was until, what, 1957, when you moved to Hong Kong with the dream of building a super studio bigger than those that inspired you in Hollywood. You're an extremely astute fellow. Again, thanks. You looked over the whole of production at this time, didn't you? Because your brother had lost interest. And he was, to me, like a father. I bet. I wonder if he would have stayed if he'd knew what you'd planned. Because you bought 850,000 square foot of land from the government in uh, Clearwater Bay. You built 12 studios, apartments, kung fu schools, workshops, caterers. Basically everything you needed to create the most productive productive studios in the world something i doubt we'll ever see again you had 1500 permanent staff including groups of actors and directors with their own film crews that produced up to what 400 films per year at its peak ah that was great i bet and one of those crews you had was the venom mob directed by chang shay who produced some of your best kung fu movies he also directed the first movie at your studios to make one million dollars and so he was very important to you who was he what shang Che? uh oh <laughs> you're playing a joke <laughs> on me very good please get up okay sit down i please get up sit down what are you please get up now ho if you would be kind enough let me examine that fine sword what do you mean my fine sword you seem just right you look into my eyes. What are you doing? I have been tattooed. Look at them. Whoa there, mate. What are you up to? I can see you. Groin. Well, yeah. You seem just right. You have a job. You're getting a boner, mate. I, I, I've got to be off, like. Just a twinge. A twitch? I've seen how good your techniques are. Try ten strokes. Hey? Stop pretending. Take them. You don't have to speak. I really need to get out of here. Um, Thank you for the interview, but... I best be off, mate. You know what I'm saying? You have my respect, good sir. You have to die. What? Listen, I I'm not gay, mate. And there's no smoke without fire. I don't want to kill you. Well, don't then. What are you doing? <laughs> ah! Ow! Shit, <laughs> mop! <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> Rave stain! <laughs> Bella Renberg!
And I think that's quite enough of that, don't you? Business will presume as as normal next week. Fowl should be back. If not, we have contingency plans. But hopefully he'll be all clear and he'll be back again. I've got to say thank you to couple of people uh we've been getting donations now which are helping us get that studio together so that we can start recording these for youtube uh so if you've donated some money thank you very very much and if you haven't yet you know just sling us two quid or something do you know what i mean it's it honestly it just goes towards the video equipment and we'll be out on youtube then and you'll see our faces in all their glory there's a couple of people, there's lots of people listening to us in the UK, but there's, a, there's someone very specifically in the, the States and someone in Spain who listens to every single episode as they come out on the day. So thank you uh, to you two, whoever you are. We've also got people in India, Costa Rica, Austria, Australia, all over the shop. So so thanks for listening and uh, I'll see you in a minute, innit? Laters. Thank you.